Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I think these guys get each other going. Mackey and Judd. It's a good group of guys. They're just waiting for everything to kind of click again and come back together. On 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Is it? Is this... A makeup session for last Friday for me, or is this preemptive because I'm out tomorrow? Preemptive, I think, right, David? I okay. think, well, it's a little of both. I mean, we hate to go two, three weeks without Phil giving any predictions. Yeah, I'd prefer my batting average stay above the Mendoza line well, if possible. Mean, it's so, like any bra- I can player. just not bat. This that is on purpose. No, that, it's, that's what it's these, like these any ball player. You take so much time off from seeing pitches. I mean, <laughs> you're never going to be any good by the time you get back. <laughs> he's we been don't sent have to it. send you to rehab. He's been sent down. So I'm tracking pitches right now? <laughs> yes, He's exactly. calling into small town shows right now, doing write that downs on Fridays. <laughs> Am I like, so I'm like the Miguel Sano right yeah, now. Let's go to Phil on, on line one. Yeah, I got three predictions. Uh, sir, we, we don't do predictions. Ah. Here, here they are, real quick. Here are my three I predictions. I should, I should call into small, like you to, should call into small town, like call Brainerd or something make, like that. Make predictions make about predictions. the weather. Make predictions about I don't know town team baseball. <laughs> Arlington will be. <laughs> you don't have a second team. I don't there? have okay. a second team. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good. good. I don't good. have a second nice, team. Good. I'm done after one team. Nice work. Um, I've got an accountability session here. This is a little bit incomplete. I didn't go way back in history, but I went back the last few weeks. All right. We'll get a more complete accountability session later, but there's enough here. Um, <laughs> well, this is going back now two weeks. We haven't, we haven't had an accountability session in a while here. I said long ago that Tiger Woods, despite being like nine over par, would make the cut at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Two man. strokes away from making the you cut. You did say that. I gave you a three-game World Cup parlay on June 15th and 16th. Spain, Morocco, and Denmark all winning. They did not. Did you come close? Do you even know? I know that Spain drew Portugal in their first game, and then I threw the betting ticket away. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good move. Yeah, which happened a few times in real life in Vegas, which we'll get to here with Dave's prediction. Uh, Then, (laughs) let's see, you and I, Judd, both said that Germany would win the World Cup. I said they would specifically beat Brazil 2-1 to one in the World Cup final. Oh. Brazilian fans did hold a funeral through the streets for Germany, I saw. <laughs> really? The Fox pregame coverage here. I love sports. Uh, Judd, you also said Kyle Gibson will be out of the rotation by July 1st. I'm assuming he'll make his next start. He After wasn't last great night. last night, After but last the strikeout. Night, he went seven innings, though. Yeah, he's he'll, terrible. Yeah, he's not going to be. Uh, Dave, wow, Dave. 
Just, I think his batting average is back up at 400. You said Justify would win the Triple Crown. Yep. You said that after the first two races, so we'll give you a double. No, no, no for after that. the first one. Oh, so maybe a triple then? We'll sure. give Dave a triple yeah, for that? Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Tiger Woods will miss the cut. Give you a double. He was playing pretty well going into the tournament and whatever. I think you should give me a home run because, I mean, a prediction like that, outrageous. You would think Tiger wouldn't make the cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's still a don't. No, it's not a home run. Sorry. Listen, he's teeing I'm off. I'm not getting on that. What time, Max, what time is he teeing off today? Like two hours? 12.20. 12.20? Yes. Couple not the Max is keeping track I love of how it's a, it's, it's a prerequisite for all of our interns to love Tiger Woods. <laughs> Bennett, we, gotta, we should get Bennett back in here. All three of us can just watch that's okay. Tiger Woods. That's okay. I'm fine if we don't. <laughs> I like Bennett, but that's okay about Um Now, this one needs a little... This might need a vote here. Dave said Phil Mickelson will bring back the long sleeve dress shirt for the U.S. Open. He brought it back for a practice round, but then had the short sleeve button up for the Thursday round and then was back to like a traditional golf shirt on Friday, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'd say no. Yeah, I'd, Saturday, he was definitely in a short yeah, sleeve he was. shirt. I'd say no. I'd say uh, it was just the practice. If you say round. the open, I think it has to be within the confines of the tournament itself once it starts on Thursday. Yeah, if I if I use the phrase long sleeve, if I qualified that, yeah, I agree, it doesn't count yeah. in the tournament. He must not have felt good on that Wednesday practice round. Must have had must have had a tough yeah, time. And it really, on helped, 13 and it really it. helped the rest of his game. You have to go short sleeve button down Thursday. Come on, Phil, you're killing me. It would have been hilarious if he had the long sleeve shirt on during the epic Saturday 13 meltdown and like ripped the sleeves off going to the 14th hole. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dave also predicted a player in the World Cup game will take a dive in the next 60 seconds last week. And he completely got hosed. I did. Because guys were taking dives left and right. And for, that si- and for that 60 second period, no one did it. Right when I made the call, like five seconds later, there was a shot on goal. And the goalie grabbed it. And, you know, he just does the walk around thing for like 20 seconds. That took a third of my time right there. <laughs> he was going nuts. He's like, get rid of the ball. <laughs> he takes a dive with the ball. Sniper <laughs> ah! got me. Sniper got me. <laughs> uh, there was a couple. There was a controversial call yesterday. That almost led to a goal. I can't remember which game it was, but the goalie... So you can't touch the ball with your hands outside that large, the outer box. Mm-hmm. And he, they, so you can only review certain things. He, t- he grabbed the ball right on the edge of the box. And referee guy from Argentina, who used to be an actor, apparently. It would be like if Dwayne Johnson became a referee <laughs> in soccer. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Dwayne Johnson out there. Without consulting any of his other official mates... Called it a free kick on the edge of oh, the box, no. even though oh, no. the replay show. But so VAR is only for penalty kick or yes. no or off. I think they they'll let you go back and offside, look offsides yeah, or no too. Right. So it's like hockey basically. We can review offsides or crease, but if you if you take a stick to someone's throat in the middle of the ice, we don't go back and review that in hockey, right? So we saved the call, got it right then. Reversed no, they couldn't it? No. go back and look at it. I'm saying. Oh, I they call. only allow no. certain reviews. Oh, in I soccer. thought they did allow that. Okay. No, they only oh, allow. That's unfortunate. Penalty kicks and um, and offsides, and that's it. Got you. Okay. Uh, Dave also predicted that I would lose money specifically in the sports book section of Vegas gambling. <laughs> I didn't win a single bet in the sports book. I parlayed Ooh. too much. I, and, and I oh, only wow. bet World Cup games. <laughs> really? Probably part of the problem. I don't know anything about the World Cup, but it's fun to watch the you games didn't like with money. Bet a little on the line. baseball at all? No, I don't know baseball. I mean, I, I don't, don't even I, know how. So I just thought that, that you might bet a little baseball. You don't know how to bet. I told you because the 
Chris Long was very down because I to- told you oh, strategically, a month ago, strategically, saying. betting baseball to me is a little bit confusing. But I thought that because you're a baseball guy, you might bet some baseball. People smarter than me say that you have to look at who the umpire is and what they're... And this used to be easier before accountability strike zones where you could say, oh, Eric Gregg loves to give eight feet off the outside corner and Greg Maddox is pitching today. Therefore, well, you should... I mean, betting on Greg Maddox would seem to be a good strategy anyways. But no, I didn't bet it. So Dave was right there. And then Dave said Buxton and Sano would both strike out at least once in their next minor league games. And both struck out twice yeah. on Friday night. So Very Dave, good. Dave's batting average is back over 400. Judd at 267. I'm batting 215. Uh, listeners are batting 276. And guests are batting 286 I'm, on the season. I'm mauer like now. And I don't mean the good years. Where you tail I've off in the to, second yeah, half. Yeah, I'm just really losing strength quickly. Concussions? I don't know what it is. It could be some type of head problem that's not a concussion, actually. Mm-hmm. Bilateral prediction weakness. Yes, exactly right. I've got three quick predictions for you guys for tomorrow, because I'm out for tomorrow. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. would like your thoughts on these. Uh, number one, the Wild will find a way to trade Miko Koivu this offseason. Mm. Oh, that's a triple or home run if that comes true. Okay, it's a full, it's a it's no, a full move. no move. So you'd have to get him to waive it, obviously. Yes. But I think... I think they would like to get rid of one or two of those new no move old guys. And Miko seems to be the one. Like you could sell Miko easier than you yeah, could and sell. Yeah, you can win your face off. Suter has a broken leg. Parisi's yeah. injuries. Like you could sell Miko to another team. Two years left. It's about contract. selling him specifically on going to another team. I would give Paul Fenton a big old hug if he does that. That is a prolific blast in the third deck at Target okay. Field. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm no longer worried about batting average. I'm like Joey Gallo. I <laughs> oh, just sure. care about my slugging percentage. Sure. And why, <laughs> two why <true> not? outcomes. <laughs> why I want to slug 600 with a 150 batting average by the end of the year. Just want to make that. Write clear. it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right, I'm going to move off my Germany over Brazil World Cup final prediction. Good choice. <laughs> and I'm going to pick Brazil to win the World Cup final against two. And what's the final score? <laughs> I need to look at a bracket because the bracket's not set yet. All right. So I don't it's know. Mostly who- there. Can, can you six can on you pull each up? Side. Okay, tell me. Give me six of the teams on the other side of Brazil. All right. Give me just a second here. I'll find it. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game two to one. All right. Oh, you are going to give me a score. I I'm was kidding. Go two to one. No, okay. I'm, hey, oh, I'm right. swinging for fences. Okay. The yep. Six on the other side with two still to be determined: Russia, Spain, Denmark, Croatia, Switzerland, Sweden. So that's the side that you want to be on. Oh yeah, that's the easy side. That's why teams are looking to tank maybe in the next that's couple England days. England and Belgium. We'll talk about that. Okay. So they're going to beat Spain two to one in the World Cup final. Write this down. Home run. Write it down. You like writing Eight total bases down? so far. And for a third home run prediction today, Tiger Woods will win the Open. Oh! Write why, this down. Why am I not surprised by that? I don't have a pencil. Well, remember. Even that. Max is grimacing after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Max has grabbed his. Max grabbed Come on, his head. Max. Come on. He switched to a mallet putter. He did. I, he's oh, he did make the switch. Well, they, I saw he was practicing. Well, they it. don't. He don't, he hasn't actually made it oh, okay. public yet. So we'll find out today at twelve twenty. I can't but. wait. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one, Phil. <laughs> so we're gonna find out what's in the bag. So he's gonna walk up to the tee. Well, I guess we might find out if he's if he's going to the putting greens this morning. Like he wouldn't practice with the other putter, right? We'll find out. What if he needs an actual croquet mallet? <laughs> <laughs> the green one or the orange one? The red, got, one, the red one on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got two balls. He's stepping on one. Boom! 
<laughs> Watch out, I'm poison. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie Hoffman. Oh. <laughs> Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Right now. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Metafast. All right. I need you to uh, take the floor here with this news that came down about your favorite sports commissioner. Yeah. Going in. Active commissioner, by the way. Two days ago. Going into the, is it the Hockey Hall of Fame or is there an NHL Hall of Fame? No. Hockey. Just a hockey hall the, of fame. So it's even bigger than it. Yeah, and he's going into the uh, builder category. Gary Bettman going into the builder category of the Pro Hockey Hall of Fame. What's the builder category? Based in uh, Toronto. Uh, people who have helped build the game as opposed to you didn't play the game. I thought, isn't there or a... you didn't play a, the game a, great. Tear the game you, down. Wing you're a the... build. There should be. And the perhaps he belongs like in this category. Yeah. Okay. All right. Believe me, I'm about to pile on my favorite sport again. And now, Judd Zolgad rants about the sport he loves the most. All right, Judd. All right, so Gary Bettman, Willie O'Ree, the first black player in the National Hockey League, is going into the builder category as well. Now, he wasn't much of a player, but he was hired by the league in the mid-90s and has helped build the game and has meant a ton to the game, and he 1,000% deserves this. In fact, he should go into the builder category alone. But no, 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 no. Instead, the the selection committee, is, so it's not a it's not a writer's ballot. Yeah, there are writers on the selection committee of the Pro Hockey Hall of Fame, but the selection committee decided that Gary Bettman, at the age of sixty six, active commissioner, as you just said, needs to go in. Now let's go through the good and the bad of Gary Bettman very quickly here, because I wrote down some notes. How long is the good list? I wrote down some notes last night. I have six points to potential good. Oh, but then, but then it's offset by by what's considered the good by some is actually could be considered also to be in the bad category. He helped bring hockey back to Minnesota. Yeah, and he also he also said to Norm Green, "Well, I've got this note that says you, you can move, so I guess you can go to Dallas. You can leave one of the best hockey markets there is to go to Dallas." The NHL, Gary Bettman took over in 1993. In that time, the National Hockey League has gone from 24 to 31 teams. Now this is so he's expanded the league. He's expanded the league. Now this next one is what got him by like 25 percent. Now, th- now this next one is what got him elected solely. What got him elected is that the NHL's revenues from 93 to now have gone from approximately 400 million dollars to more than four billion dollars. He oversaw the salary cap being put in in 2005, and I would argue that the salary cap is a good thing. He oversaw something that started as a fantastic idea, unbelievable, I still applaud him to this day, but it'll also be in the bad, the outdoor game. The Winter Classic was great. The idea of the Winter Classic was fantastic. Attendance has increased, and and TV revenue and exposure has increased. They've done uh, two long-term agreements uh, they've got one right now with NBC, which is $2 billion over 10 years, and Sportsnet in Canada, $5.2 billion over 10 years as well. So those are the good. Oh, so we get so those are some twice good as, tw- more than twice as much money from the Canadian TV carriers. Yes. Something interesting. Then from here. Okay. Now let me start with the bad. Three work stoppages since he became commissioner, including a lost season in was 2004-05, and then a work stoppage after that. 
inexcusable right there. If you're going to lose a season, you should not have another work stoppage for 30 years. But instead, you had you lost an entire season, and then a few years after that, you lost part of a year when the next CBA came up. Another key one to keep in mind, and I'll come back to this, he is the commissioner who is, to this day, attempting to ignore CTE and concussions. You can't prove that they come from, from guys playing our sport. They're just, they're just happening to fall down in the streets on sidewalks and bounce their heads off. And that's why they're getting CTE. You can't prove that he didn't fall down a flight of steps carrying groceries. Incredibly tone deaf. Incredibly tone deaf. Number three, the expansion of the Winter Classic, which began in 2008, to as many as six outdoor games in 2014. Completely jumped the shark at, at that point. Now, the expansion of 24 to 31 teams is a great cash grab. But you have expanded while having franchises, Arizona, Carolina, Florida, that aren't healthy, that should be relocated in some cases. But instead, at every turn, he's going to expand, and the owners love that because it's a cash grab. And then the TV argument, at least in the states that I would come back with, is doing a deal with NBC to get as much as possible seems fine. But if you really want to grow your game, I still contend that you should have done a deal with NBC to do the majority of your games and at least kept ESPN in the mix because that's where where for a long time people turn for sports. I got a question about just uh, sure. try to interrupt your list, but if you're a commissioner for like two decades, are you just automatically in whatever Hall of Fame you're going to go into? I'll get to that because that I, right because I, well, I, I looked that up. You're commissioner for twenty years. I'll get and, to that. And obviously, there's going to be financial growth just like anybody else who is in any and other sector. Be of, two, yes, yes. Uh and that gets, and despite the good and bad, and as much as, as I'm biased against Batman, here's my bottom line point here. There was no need to do this now. Why do you do it when he's active still? If you are a commissioner, you're going to be put into a, a Hall of Fame, you should absolutely have to wait. Because how do you judge somebody? Oh, oh, man, you get how do you judge somebody when they're still in the office? No, are I'm, you, dead, I'm dead serious. Yes, yes. Are you? Is your Gary Bettman obsession in the five years we've been doing this show? Is it like how much of it is just kind of like oh, it's it's a fun punching bag versus you have trouble sleeping at night because he runs your favorite sport? Because if I'm ranking the things that you he are, makes me he makes me slightly crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because because at every turn and he's he's paid to do this but at every turn it's just cash grabs the, this notion that he cares deeply about the sport is bs it's cash grabs but the nfl is mostly cash grabs as well i get that and i'm not a big goodell fan it because i i like hockey so much bettman drives me nuts but goodell there's problems there too but anyway to your point to your point about commissioners and this this is why i say you don't do this until a commissioner is done. David Stern, who altered the course of the NBA, I think we can all agree, David Stern was a was a incredibly effective, great might be too strong, but he was definitely an effective, he oversaw the NBA going from a 1980s in which it was it was starting to come back out of its decline completely, and, and he made it an international game. The NBA now is enormous, largely because of David Stern. He left the office of commissioner of that league on January 31st, 2014. And in February 2014, they said, okay, you're a Hall of Famer. You're going into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. But he was done. Bud Selig. And now Bud Selig lost an entire year. And I think that you can make a big case for Selig, both good and bad. 
But his last day in office as commissioner of baseball was January 25th of 2015. He had to wait two years until 2017 to go into Cooperstown. And now the key one. Paul Tagliabu. Paul Tagliabu, who oversaw the National Football League going from being extremely successful to being incredibly successful. Billions of dollars. TV deals. He was commissioner of the NFL from November of 89 to September of 2006. The league went from 28 to, to 32 teams in that time. Uh, Paul Tagliabu is still not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Paul Tagliabu is still not there. And part of the reason why, I looked this up last night, part of the reason why Paul Tagliabu has paid this price of not being elected is because the people that vote on that correctly say CTE and concussions were out there. Concussions were out there when Tagliabu was in office, and he largely ignored them. Okay. So my question comes back to Gary Bettman being elected to the Hall of Fame now while still an active commissioner to me is what once again allows people like you and Dave, rightfully so, to poke holes in my sport. So is it is it that is it that if I'm reading all this correctly, it's that you are upset that people think people with influence think Gary Bettman has had a positive influence on hockey. I am saying that he's being that he's being rewarded or awarded for his rolling up the sleeves and molding of hockey clay. That's my that's my biased opinion. My non-biased opinion says there was absolutely no need to do this now. And and if I was a league, I would never elect a commissioner to a Hall of Fame while he's active, because his story is not written yet. That's true. Give it, yeah, give it if three he drives years the after train he's off done. the tracks in a few yes. years. <laughs> give it three, and he's never coming out now. Give it two years, three years. He can light the league on fire now, and he's in the Hall of Fame. But make him wait. Make him wait. And if Tagliabu, who had a profound impact mm-hmm. on the growth of the National Football League, is not in Canton, how the hell is this guy going into the Hockey Hall of Fame? You know, I think the Judd bot, was this part of yesterday's show? Judbot called me two nights ago okay. when he saw the news, as I'm sure Judd himself did. And Judbot fully admitted he was halfway through a bottle of Hennessy and wasn't thinking of stopping. I didn't know Judbot drank Hennessy. Yeah. Interesting. On okay. a serious okay. night, well, I mean, when things like Judd-Bot. this are going down, you got to get the hard stuff. Anyway, yeah, Judbot had some uh, thoughts on uh, the uh, Batman election as well. Judbot was a little more succinct, succinct. Real Judd, you know, a little bit like a 10 minute rant there. Judbot said everything he needed to say in under 60 seconds. Here. Among the list of hockey greats in the newest Hall of Fame class, Gary, Batman, honest to God. This idiot has done nothing but run the NHL into the ground for 25 years. And now he's going into the Hall of Fame? And now you're saying to yourself, Judbot, why are you always so hard on Batman? I'll tell you why. The reason is this. Three letters. O-L-N. This little troll took his league off ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, and put them on the Outdoor Life Network in between coverage of America's Cup and reruns of Babe Winkle Men. That's all you need to know. Up until now that was the dumbest decision in the history of sports. Until you put the mastermind into your hall of f***ing fame. I will always love the game, but I hate the league. Idiots. They had Babe Winkleman Babe Winkleman, yeah, OLN, baby. He's right, John Bot's 100% right. A little America's Cup sailing. Yeah, he and, got uh, worked up fishing there. With babe. Dropped an F-bomb, too. I love the Judd Bot right now. 651 646 Neil, you're on the show. Yeah, this is Neil. Um, 
A couple, just two things while you guys were all over the map there. Um, one of the dumber, dumbest things in sports was the trade for Herschel Walker. Um, anyways, another thing is I, I think the whole concussion thing, not so much hockey but football. Mm-hmm. Football, these guys have had numerous concussions long before they ever got to the NFL. You play football at the little league, the high school, the college level, and you're, hit, you're hitting all the time. These guys, the concussions have been there long before that. They need to start a concussion protocol before they get in the NFL. If they sign with the NFL, if there's if there's can do such a thing, the NFL don't even tackle that much in practice. They take big big shots in games, but the players have had concussions numerous. My theory is long, long, long before they play in the NFL, and it's just a big you know where they got the deepest pockets. And that's just my thoughts. I played in high school and college. We hit every day, so. I think they're trying now, though. Yeah, thanks, Neil. I think all, all the, these leagues and schools are, are trying now. I mean, there there used to be a time not, not that long ago where in high school you'd have two-a-days, right? So we have, but where Tagliabue is paying a price is the research that they have going back shows that, that much like Bettman is doing now, the easiest course is to be like, it's not our fault. Yeah, I think instead I think, of let's take it seriously and do do what we possibly can, knowing that there are inherent dangers to our sport. Yeah, and I don't think this isn't like zero sum where oh well, concussions happen before the NFL, therefore the NFL is exonerated. If the right. NF, if the NFL sat on information and the NHL, let's say they've been sitting on information, and actually Five Eyewitness News has been reporting on this for like two years now. If these leagues are sitting on information that says oh. Yeah, players aren't fully aware of the concussion dangers and the brain damage dangers. So we should at least be transparent, if not active, in trying to reduce some of the effects. But it sounds like leagues sat on this information for years. Absolutely. Rather than, I mean, it's like, you can still go buy cigarettes, but now on the carton of a cigarette package, it says, "Hey, you might die of cancer and other things." So just just be aware of that. Right. And uh, I think that's the point people are trying to make. So. Anyway, that's why Gary Bettman has no business going into the Hall of Fame in this class. Babe Winkleman. Just embarrassing. Hockey again. What kind of stuff do we got next, Dave Harrigan? We've got a lot of World Cup stuff to get to from the last couple of days. And we do have to delve into the world of politics just a little bit. Fun. That'll be fun. We can open up the phone lines for that, too, if you want to. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news. On 1500 ESPN. Now back to Mackie and Judd, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is going to be my happy place. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Jersey Mike's Subs. The sub above difference is substantial. After all, the giant got its name for a reason. It ain't little. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. Sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. What you know about? Did you say politics, David Harrigan? I sure did. Are we going to talk politics? Do you want to start with that? Well, I want to start with where you choose to start since we took the first three days of the week off. Yeah, you sure did. Somebody's taking tomorrow off, too, wow. but I'm not bitter. I'm not. Uh-uh. Oh, you don't have vacation days? Not as many as you two clowns. Yeah. Did you really need to call right. us clowns right there? I mean, you could well, just, I just you figured guys. with all the vacation, you'd also have ratings too, but I guess not. Wow. Anyway. 
very mean spirited. <laughs> no, that was rough. You I mean, know, why'd you, you go there? You do realize that you're part of the show too, right? That you are part of the show. Part. Let's be oh, honest. Okay. He it's just not blames called, us. Okay. He just blames us. If it was called Mackie Judd and Harrigan, maybe people would listen, but they won't put my name on the marquee. Oh, yeah. So what I got, can a, I do I about got bad news for yeah. you, buddy boy. The answer's no there. Uh, Mississippi. <laughs> State of Mississippi. Cindy Hyde-Smith, she is the interim, uh, one of the interim senators right now in Mississippi, facing a very tough battle, it seems, coming up in November in what will be a race for that Senate seat. Let's just say she's got somebody, a big somebody, on her side. I don't like to talk politics, but I love Mississippi way too much to stay quiet in this election. It matters a whole lot to the future of our state. That's why I'm backing Cindy Hyde-Smith. Cindy is doing what's good and doing what's right for Mississippi. A fifth generation farmer, a proven conservative, and always fighting for common sense government. She's got my vote. So join me in supporting Cindy Hyde Smith for U.S. Senator. <laughs> of course. Love to hear him <laughs> of back. Of course. Love to hear him She's back. She's a real gunslinger. <laughs> yep. She will take a chance. I'm looking at pictures of, of uh, Cindy Hyde Smith here on Google Images. There's one where she's rocking the jean shirt, the full Canadian tuxedo in a pasture of cows with her arms folded, staring at the camera. Oh, that's Brett's type really, of gal. Really appealing to the crowd. Here's one of her and her family all in cowboy boots with what looks to be some sort of this is like an Irish setter dog, also in a pasture of cows. It's right up Brett's alley. You do something crazy, Cindy. Here's one. She's in a pasture with pigs, sleeveless jean shirt for Cindy. Well, gotta, gotta go comfortable on that. Looks like there might be a Wranglers connection here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, least, Wranglers. at least Brett chose to wear sleeves for that. That was nice. I He's in a nice little short sleeve number. <laughs> what a piece of work he is. Show yeah. off the guns, man. Alright, so two days ago Argentina got the big victory. The needed victory to move on to the knockout stage of the World Cup. I, I, I didn't play this audio yesterday because I wanted to wait for you guys because we love ourselves some goal calls, don't we? We love when Argentina gets that second goal of the game late to go ahead, and Andres Cantor is on the call for Telemundo. Buenos Aires native Andres Cantor. How many goal calls do you think you get? You mean like pulsating goal? Yes. It's at least two, right? Does he go back for a third? Typically you get at least two, and they're about 14, 20 seconds long. Does he, he go back to the well? He couldn't last the 14 to 20 because he got very emotional. Yep. But we, you don't get in maybe the quality, you get in quantity. El centro que pasa, viene. Oh! He's fading. Oh, yeah. He's, he's sputtering. He's running out of steam. Oh, oh he's really running out of steam. Oh, is he okay? Is he on the floor? He's crying. He's crying. He's crying. He's going to pass out. He's crying. Oh, my gosh. I th- he was crying. <laughs> He's emotional. He's an Argentine native. He wasn't fading. His voice was cracking. He was so emotional. Has he lost his fastball a little bit there? No. Feels like he's... He's throwing 83 miles an hour with some spit on the ball. <laughs> Just trying the to lob it up The voice is fading. Knuckleballs. What was the final count there? Eight? 
I think I got eight, yes. It's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Something, that sound? Is it something brother Mexico? I heard a hermano and a Mexican. Yeah, Mexican, Mexican brother or something. Brother. The very beginning. <laughs> that was the South Korean ambassador to Mexico. After yesterday's result, South Dakota or South Korea beating Germany, which means Mexico got to advance. Mm-hmm. They backed in. You had a Howard. bunch of Mexican soccer fans, hooligans. That happened to have a bottle of tequila with them. Oh. Gave it to the South Korean ambassador. He was doing a nice big bowl of tequila. He did not uh, take this lightly. He did very nice. Did and he get yes, the worm? I don't know about that for sure, but he uh, he did get back up on his feet and he was fine. Uh, but the chant was then, Korean brother, okay. you are now a Mexican. Okay. okay. Coreano, hermano, something, something Mexicano. Okay. So that was, uh, according to the sports books in Las Vegas last weekend, or I, this is on Monday, the game was, uh, was it yesterday or whatever it was, Germany was minus 1,500 to beat South Korea. Which, if you, so if you're, if you're watching a baseball game, Justin Verlander against the crappiest pitcher in the majors would be like a minus 250 or a minus 275. Mm-hmm. Germany was a minus 1,500 to beat South Korea. It's one of the biggest upsets considering the stakes and Germany getting bounced in the history of the World Cup. My World Cup people are telling me. Okay. Pretty amazing. So, and Mexico benefits with the historic upset by right. backing their way into the hey, they elimination got in. round. They got the into tournament. it. It's all that matters. Cowards. Talk about the match coming Build up. Build a, a wall. <laughs> keep them keep six out five one, six four, six keep eight, five, five. Take a phone call until one. Build a wall and wall? throw the net to wall? keep their soccer balls out of the goal. <laughs> Wall or no wall? In front of the net. (laughs) Let's talk about the match that's going to be happening a little bit later today. England versus Belgium. This will decide Group G. Both of them won their first two matches, so they will both be moving on. But the interesting thing is what happens, because the winner gets to join one side of the bracket that features Uruguay, Portugal, France, Argentina, Brazil. The loser of the, well, the second-place team, I should say, of that group gets the Russia, Spain, Denmark, Croatia, Switzerland, Sweden side. The much easier side. Both these teams in their first two matches, as I said, won. Both scored eight goals. Both gave up two. So goal differential is completely even. If they draw, what's the next tiebreaker? Very good question, Phil. Okay. I have that for you. Nice. It's what they call fair play points. Basically, who has... Fewer yellow cards would be the winner of that group. Right now, Belgium has one more than England, so they would be in the losing spot where you want to be. So if if they draw and Belgium just punches a few guys, then Belgium's in the the worst bracket. Yes. Okay. So we could be looking at a 0-0 game, extra time, 93rd minute, 
and England goes and puts one in their own goal. Who knows exactly what's going to happen because you definitely want to lose this match. Or England just sends a couple subs in to pick up a couple yellow cards so that they can have more yellow cards, right? Yes, but in, then in Belgium, can, Belgium can come firing back <laughs> with a couple trips over here. But you don't want to you don't want to rack up too many yellow cards for star players because then if you get if you get two yellow cards, you're out for a game, something like that. Then yeah, you don't want that to happen. Is it possible that that before the match they can just have a handshake agreement? Look, the goalies can stay in their nets, but we're gonna flop the other ten each side <laughs> and attack our own goals. <laughs> wow, this, is, this, is, this whole thing's remarkable. It's to delightful. Me. So, so there is a tiebreaker actually based on on cards, fair yellow play cards. I had no idea. That's a, this is goofy. That that sounds like something my league would do. That sounds like a National Hockey League type. I'm trying to think of what the other tiebreakers could be, though. So there's only there's only so many things you can, you know, rack shots up. on goal. I was just going to say, how about shots on goal? I mean, if you're going to go that far down, really fair yeah, play points, even strength goals time. or something. Yeah. So are there rules in soccer for situations like this where you would be very tempted to score on your own goaltender? Because Doesn't it's not that it's, it's not hard to do and make it look fairly convincing. No. Oh, what I scored an own goal. You're going to see something. Yeah, because I can't see one of these teams really desperately wanting to be in the tough bracket if their goal is to go on and yeah. as far as they can. So you might as well be interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. These are the words from a scout who did not want to be named a baseball scout. Quote, he is better. Speaking on condition of anonymity. <laughs> He has shown the ability to hit the fastball. Not a double-plus fastball, but an average fastball. He has progressed. He still misses a lot of pitches down. The changeup, he doesn't see at all. We've got guys who've been playing five, six, seven years and not having the success he's had at this level. A lot of people probably thought he could not do that, and now he's starting to thrive in double-A. Oh, Timmy. Timmy Tebow. It's Timmy. That's got to be Timmy. That second quote is actually from Double A Harrisburg manager Matt Lecroy. Wow. But the first one from the uh, unnamed scout is, yes, speaking of Timmy Tebow, who in the month of June, Double A ball, 306 average, 348 on base, 452 slugging, 800 OPS. Might as well call him up. Home run, nine RBIs. The Mets are a dumpster fire. Let's go. Get them them up in in the big leagues. You'll draw fans and sell jerseys. I mean, double A, if you're performing well at double A. Yeah. uh, And he's not on the 40-man roster, though, right? So, like, they'd have to to bump someone from the 40-man. As Pat would say, give me a pencil (laughs) and a minute. Yes. Yeah, I'm guessing the Mets probably aren't dripping with amazing players. Timmy Tebow. I'll say it again. He will be up when when they expand rosters. Timmy Tebow, City Field. Let's do it. Oh, it's going to be just a gong show circus. It'll be great. He's going to, you know, he'll hit a bomb in his first at bat and then go 0 for his next 30. Yep. But it doesn't matter. It'll be great. The fact, if he just plays in a big league game, it'll. It'll be amazing. It'll make Judd's head explode. <laughs> Speaking of gong shows and circuses, the Twins lineup just came out for today. I'm oh, looking boy. at it. Okay, Should we we'll, come back and talk we'll come about back, this? Get to that. Talk some Twins. Uh, Roy Smalley at 11.30. Matthew Collar at noon on the Daniil Hunter extension and other things. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah, happy. On 1500 ESPN.
Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They live in the sewer. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes. And enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> they relish in yeah. it. Mackey and Judd. And the way they walk with their back end up in the air, that's yeah. just plain evil. <laughs> yeah. It's just gross. On 1500 ESPN. 1500 ESPN has your chance to win your way into the X Games. Check out the 1500 ESPN stream player and listen on air for ticket giveaways. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium July 19th through the 22nd. Featuring competition from the greatest action sports athletes, musical performances by Cascade, Brother Ali, Ice Cube, and Zed, plus X-Fest and the X-Fest Interactive Village. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. All right, let's oh, try and salvage we're one here. win Rochester Red Wings. That's our roster today. Hey, wow. This lineup is, this is. This is delicious. You know what this is? This is a 1990s. There's a youngster today in 20 years who's going to be like, do you remember that Drek the Twins tried to trot out there in the summer of 2018? Boy. This is going to be the equivalent of what you recall and say, okay, let's play a game. Name as many of the 2018 Twins as you possibly can. I didn't think the season was going to go down that path, but it has. This lineup is. Taylor Motter is going to be an answer to a lot of trivia questions. Yeah, he really yeah, he is. That guy with long hair, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I love how Taylor Motter launched Pat on a rant earlier this week. Just apoplectic. He's turned on him now, right? Guys. Well, he's not good. Like, he's just... No, I know. He's, he's 28 years old. He can't hit. Uh, Robbie Grossman <laughs> leading off today for the Minnesota Twins. They will be facing Lucas Giolito, former first-round pick by the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grossman leading off. Eddie Rosario batting second, playing left. Eddie Escobar batting third, playing third. Brian Dozier batting cleanup. Then we get to Paltry Logan Morrison who's batting under 200 still, only has, was it eight home runs on the year? Nine? Yeah, it's Not been, living up to what it's he did been last bad. year. It's yeah. been bad so far. Four for four last night, moving up to sixth in the order. Adrianza, Irie Adrianza. Congratulations on your promotion. Congratulations. Now run the bases that in, in a manner that is actually fitting of a big league player. Uh, batting seventh, Jake Cave. I believe he's playing center field today. Yeah, he is. Taylor Motter. Is playing, is that right field? <laughs> yes, he's in right field. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep, they got to put him in the outfield today since Grossman DHing. But yeah. has he played? So he's just. I a- think he's played right, yeah. Okay. Super utility. Yeah. This yeah. shows you third right field. How checked out than the last week I've been from the Oh, Twins. no, he can play right field. And then uh, Wilson, the catcher batting ninth, and Jake Odorizzi trying to figure out a couple mechanical tweaks. Last five starts, Jake, 9.74 ERA. Good God. That's his last, and he in that time he's walked uh, twelve guys in twenty and a third innings with twenty two strikeouts. He's zero three, but a nine seventy four earn run average. Mm-hmm. That's um, your team. Please. What? What? Which one? Don't of, laugh. It's your team. Lucas Giolito has an ERA over seven. He's a Sox starter. Percent chance the Twins score. Oh, they'll score, right? They'll score. I How about it. more than one off Giolito? I watched last night. I'm not guaranteeing runs. <laughs> the Twins are pretty good at salvaging. You're know, like, oh man. Avoid yeah. the sweep. You know, we're gonna yeah. we're looking to trade everybody, and then oh, they'll win a game and and sort of this loop li- you in. This lineup, though, my God, I mean, this is this is. Let's see. In ten years, we will remember Rosario and Escobar and Dozier and Morrison. I would say the I would say Adrian's on it will essentially be trivia questions. Who's that guy the Twins called up that year and played center field? We, uh, Cave, Cavini. We might not Cavini. remember Loma. Cavini. Who, yeah, you, you might be right. Although he's such a colossal flop. He's going to hit 15 home runs. 
<laughs> Launch angle, baby. What happened? I mean, he's going to be like the Phil Nevin or something, you know? Yes. That veteran that came in. Who was that guy they got to play third base? Yeah. Oh, you know. He had 30 bombs that one time, and yeah. then the Twins signed him. Yeah, Phil Nevin definitely yeah, fixed Joe that Joe Creedy, guy, right? yeah. Brett Boone. <laughs> Joe Creedy. His back was completely <laughs> shot, and they trotted him out to third base for half a season. They wheel him out. Just lay down on your side. And like, <laughs> If you feel the ball, toss it to someone who can throw Why it. Why can't he play on a stretcher? <laughs> I mean, if he can reach the ball from the stretcher, he can play on the stretcher. <laughs> we have a Woj bomb. We have a Woj bomb. Or it's more like a Woj grenade. Or like a Woj... I don't I, know. I got you. It's, a, it's like a Woj uh, clip or something. The Spurs are fully engaged in trade talks with several teams... Uh, on Kawhi Leonard, including the Lakers and Celtics, mm-hmm. league sources tell ESPN, Boston has long had the assets that the Spurs most covet in a potential Kawhi Leonard trade. And uh, there's a report that goes further and says the Spurs have come to terms with they are be, they are ready to trade Kawhi Leonard. So they are in talks with the Lakers and the Celtics. I, you know, it's possible Woj ran out of characters. I didn't. Timberwolves is such a long wolves? No, Timberwolves it, is such a long word. It could be wolves. And, and I know they expanded the character limit, but it could be wolves. I'm waiting for the next tweet that says, "Oh, and the Timberwolves are in the conversation." Go back and look too. hard. Make sure you didn't miss wolves. We just make sure here. Min maybe MN. That'd be nice and short. You could do that. What does fully engaged mean? If you're partly engaged, is that like the Lakers calling? Ah, we'll just let it go to voicemail and call them back later. But fully engaged means you pick up right away. You're at lunch. You don't I'm let it gonna, go past two rings. I'm not going to get this one. Magic's calling. Uh, God, I talked to him like two hours ago. It's I'll possible it's a multi-team text thread. You know, sometimes you look down at your phone and like your your buddies or family, there's 18 text, text messages thing. and you're not fully engaged with it. You just kind of you open it up. and But now they're actually responding on the thread. Here's another Woj tweet. The Spurs can still play the long game with Leonard, try to repair the relationship, and get to a place where they're comfortable offering $219 million on the Supermax deal. Yeah, The urgency to get a deal done belongs to the Lakers now, but circumstances and leverage can change quickly. Okay. Can you imagine having to like get to a place where you feel comfortable offering $220 million to somebody? Oh boy, I would be more concerned. So is Kawhi is Kawhi upset at the doctors here with the Spurs doctors, or the fact he felt that Pop bailed on him during the season because he was critical? Well, that's that. That's what I was going to say. I can, are you more uncomfortable with the fact that he was out for a long stretch with sort of a mysterious quad injury, and you're not really sure what his health status is, or that he had this weird falling out with the team that has raised him up in the system and propped him up as. I mean, he, I don't think he'd be the player that he is if he had been drafted by the Timberwolves or drafted oh, by the don't Clippers say that. or somebody. How can you say that about he'd be the a, he'd be a good player. But I don't think he'd be this player. So, I think teams are going to, and the Lakers are one of these teams. You're going to have to bank on him just clearing the slate, going to a new organization, and being fully engaged. And if you've got LeBron, his uncle's going to stay out of things. You're fine. Yes. In fact, if you had LeBron and a healthy Kawhi Leonard, you'd have two of the top five players in the NBA. And then it just depends on what you can put around those guys. And Paul George, I don't know if that team can beat the. The Warriors in the first year, but that's where things stand with Kawhi Leonard, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN. Woj is so great right now. The Woj bombs are fantastic. For the next week, the Woj bombs will be fantastic. As a guy who's done some reporting in his day as a beat writer, how and like Woj is on this. Woj is it's Woj doesn't get scooped on anything. He's at the top of the mountain. How is are teams just actively feeding him? Like, what's the benefit for teams to just actively feed him information? I don't know. I, mean, I get that he's got the largest megaphone, and so if they want agents, something out. I, I would guess it's as much agents and teams 
but I don't know. I don't know exactly why. And it, it's the reason that ESPN, I'm sure, is paying him millions of dollars. And but the weird thing is, it seemed like he was also on top of things for the majority of the time at Yahoo Sports, which which you started to go to because of him. Yeah, but it's never like you thought of them as being this this great sports outlet. I don't know what he's got, but it's really impressive when when you consider that he has the scoops on everything. And we talked about this when when you were gone on Friday. What he did on draft night is one of the greatest things of all time finding different words basically to use for the, the next guy who is going to be picked. So he didn't violate the the rule of you can't tip your picks, but he knew every one of them. Which was just for show, right? It was his way of yes. saying, just so you guys know, yeah. I know who's being picked here. Yeah, And and, I, and, you're, and you haven't out-scooped me. Yes. It was just a, a three but I hours of ego. I don't know. I don't know how in, in a sport that this, that's this popular with this many beat guys or league guys trying to get stuff, how he seems to get everything. Yeah, because I could see, okay, let's feed. We want, we want something out there, so go to the biggest megaphone, Adam Schefter, NFL Network and ESPN. Just, okay, let's give it to Shefty, and he'll tell the most people in the quickest amount of time. But when Wove just breaking stuff for Yahoo, like you said, he was noteworthy because he was breaking news. It wasn't the other way around where, right. oh, he's, all right, let's just... Let's get it out there. We want we want a bunch of people to hear this news. Let's flood it to Woj. Mm-hmm. He uncovered stuff, and that's how he got to ESPN. Um, on the NBA offseason, I have a question for you when it comes to our favorite sports here. Uh, impromptu rank them when we come back. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studio. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. We'll be back in the game before you know it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN.